The Biden administration this week announced the availability of nearly $11 billion in grants and loan opportunities to help rural energy and utility providers. The funding will help bring affordable, reliable, clean energy to communities across the country. And joining us on the phone this week to talk more about that announcement is U.S. Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack. Hello, Secretary Vilsack. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking a few minutes out for us. I really appreciate it. You bet. So a big announcement made today. Can you just give our listeners a, a, a brief update on what this announcement was? Sure. Uh, when the president signed the Inflation Reduction Act, he pointed out that this was a time for us to invest uh, in a clean energy economy for the country uh, that would help promote uh, a clean economy that would create a more reliable uh, energy system for the country. It would uh, create good-paying jobs and would help rebuild the middle class. Uh, in that Inflation Reduction Act, there were resources dedicated to the Rural Utility Service to essentially uh, promote uh, in rural America uh, clean energy efforts. Uh, we announced two programs uh, in response to the uh, Inflation Reduction Act proposal and funding. The first proposal is a billion dollars that will go in the Powering Affordable Clean Energy Program, or PACE, P-A-C-E. This program is going to provide loans, a portion of which can be forgiven in connection with the development of renewable energy projects or clean uh, energy storage. It will allow corporations, municipalities, co-ops, tribal governments, uh, uh, limited liability companies, uh, and others to essentially apply for Uh, loans that will allow them to install uh, renewable energy projects or storage systems. And then, depending upon where these uh, programs uh, and projects are located, uh, up anywhere from 20% to 60% of the loan can be forgiven. We're talking about the installation and establishment of a wind, uh, wind opportunity or solar, hydro, geothermal, or biomass and digesters. This is a tremendous opportunity. Uh, and very flexible uh, in terms of providing uh, support for uh, renewable energy. The second program is $9.7 billion that will be invested through a mix of loans, grants, and loan modifications to rural electric cooperatives and only to rural electric cooperatives to allow them to purchase or to own renewable energy systems to uh, to build zero emission systems or carbon capture systems. Now, these are job creators. Uh, these are clean energy. These are opportunities to transition from fossil fuel uh, based that can be more expensive for farmers, for businesses, and for homeowners. Uh, so essentially, uh, these two programs, because they involve loans, uh, will actually be able to leverage more resources. So the billion dollars in PACE, for example, could lead uh, to as much as two billion being invested because the loan money uh, can be lent out several times because the risk is is minimal in terms of non-payment. The the new Empowering Rural America program, the $9.7 billion program called New Era, that program could potentially leverage an additional $30 billion investment. So this is the largest single set of investments in rural electrification since uh, the Rural Electrification Act of 1936, when we established uh, a commitment to provide rural electricity to rural places. So it's, a, it's, a, it's obviously a very, very significant opportunity for transition uh, to a clean economy. 
And you brought it up, I was going to bring it up as well, that uh, this size of investment has not been made since the 1930s. Why is now the right time? Well, I think first and foremost, we're confronting a climate crisis. Uh, and folks in rural America certainly understand and appreciate the consequences of the climate crisis. They see it in mega droughts. They see it in uh, uh, terrific wildfires. They see it in more intense storms, which have destroyed farms and businesses and homes. Uh, so obviously they're sensitive to the need for us to take steps to adapt and mitigate to a, a changing climate by enabling us to accelerate uh, the promotion of renewable energy, we can mitigate and lessen uh, the long-term damage that a changing climate can do. And we can also lower costs for families, for farms, and for businesses, uh, because obviously a renewable energy source is a lot less expensive to create and produce and to store than uh, it might be for a fossil fuel-generated uh, uh, electricity. So it's enabling RECs uh, to help lead the effort and lead the way uh, to a clean energy future, which should give rise to more jobs, and more economic opportunity in rural places. Our listeners are primarily uh, rural listeners. Can you give us an idea of what these projects will actually mean to them? Uh, help visualize what this will be in the lo in the long term. How this will benefit their lives. Well, so an REC decides to uh, move away from uh, a fossil fuel generated uh, uh, electricity system which can be very expensive to, uh, to build and to maintain. Uh, they promote uh, and use the resources from these two programs uh, to uh, embrace solar or wind or geothermal uh, as the main source of the electricity that they're going to provide to consumers, to farmers, and to business owners. That source, because it's renewable, is a lot less expensive to generate, which means rates can be very moderate. In fact, uh, hopefully it can come down. So you're talking about, over time, significantly lower cost electricity uh, to people who obviously depend on electricity, uh, number one. Number two, uh, as you're doing, as you're installing, uh, and as you're creating these new systems, obviously there are going to have to be people to build uh, those systems and to uh, repair those systems. And so you're creating uh, a set of jobs that will keep people employed in rural communities. Because you have less expensive power, you're now in a better position to attract economic opportunity as businesses are looking for locations uh, across uh, the world to locate for a small manufacturing facility or other business. When they see uh, the opportunities that rural places can provide low uh, electric, uh, electricity costs, and it stimulates more uh, business development in the community, which obviously creates more ratepayers, which in turn lowers the cost for everybody. Uh, so it's jobs, it's new economic development opportunity, it's farms that can lower their costs and therefore stay in business and become profitable, uh, and it's obviously a cleaner energy source, which means that the environment is benefited as well. So there, there's nothing but uh, benefits from this approach. And then finally, let's talk about the funding for this, and this is the funding's coming completely from the uh, Inflation Reduction Act? That's correct. Um, that is, uh, you know, the largest investment uh, we've seen in uh, between the, the infrastructure law, the bipartisan infrastructure law and the Inflation Reduction Act, the largest uh, investment in infrastructure that this country has seen uh, probably since uh, the interstate highway system was uh, established during the Eisenhower years. Uh, and it's it, providing the opportunity for America to take leadership, not, not just in the country, but obviously internationally as well, uh, as we try to cope and deal with uh, the climate crisis. Uh, so they're just, a, you know, it's, it's an amazing opportunity. 
RECs. Uh, we met with uh, representatives from the REC Association that represents the co-ops, and they're excited about this opportunity. They see this as a real game changer for them. Thank you. And th those were all of the questions that I had. Was there anything else that you'd like for our listeners to know? Uh, I, just that the way this process works, um, in addition to these programs, there are also a series of tax credits, production tax credits, investment tax credits that can be stacked or built onto these programs as well, which further incents and accelerates the adoption of these technologies. So that's a good thing. Um, and we're expecting, uh, under the PACE program, we're expecting folks to submit letters of interest starting on uh, July and ending in end of September. And then we'll evaluate those letters of interest and then make determinations about who should make a more formal application. For the New Era program, we're uh, accepting uh, letters of, of uh, interest from July 31st to August 31st. We anticipate and expect that RECs uh, we're, uh, we're certainly preparing for this day, uh, so they don't need quite as much time to, to get those letters of interest in. So uh, we're excited to see uh, the level of interest. We know there's a lot of enthusiasm out there. And I expect that for listeners who, who would like more information, there's probably more information up on the USDA website? USDA.gov. Perfect. And they could look under the PACE program or the New Era program. Well, I want to thank you once again for your time. I know that you are extremely busy, so I want to be respectful of that. And thanks for giving me a call. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you again to U.S. Secretary of Agriculture, Tom Vilsack. That's this week's Agnet Weekly. I'm Sabrina Halverson. Thanks for tuning in.